2022, Ooh. we survived another lousy year. By the grace of God. Yeah. <laughs> I think 2021 was worse than 2020 for us anyways. 2020, we ignored all the crap. And 2021, we ignored all the crap. But there was added crap that we had to deal with. Yeah, personal it, crap. <laughs> which just made it miserable. So here's hoping and praying. 2022 is better than... 2020, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, and I'm going to share it, and I'm sure there's few people that have heard it before. Um, and then we're going to back up it, uh, back it up with some scriptures that just kind of show um, the times that we're in. Um, and this isn't like you know, be scared or feel bad kind of deal. It's just an interesting take on what we're seeing and what we're surrounded by and what God warns us about mm-hmm. because of where we're at. We know times are short. We aren't right. guaranteed tomorrow, which we say all the time. So it's kind of important to be paying attention. Yeah. So the paper is called The Paradox of Our Time. Um, and it was written by uh, Bob Moorhead, the original version. So this is what it says. The paradox of our time in history is that we have taller buildings but shorter tempers. Wider freeways, but narrower viewpoints. We spend more, but have less. We buy more, but enjoy it less. We have bigger houses and smaller families. More conveniences, but less time. We have more degrees, but less sense. More knowledge, but less judgment. More experts, but more problems. More medicine, but less wellness. We drink too much, smoke too much, spend too recklessly, laugh too little, drive too fast, get angry too quickly, stay up too late, get up too tired, read too seldom, watch too much TV, and pray too seldom. We have multiplied our possessions but reduced our values. We talk too much, love too seldom, and hate too often. We've learned how to make a living but not a life. We've added years to life but not life to years. We've been all the way to the moon and back, but have trouble crossing the street to meet the new neighbor. We've conquered outer space, but not inner space. We've done larger things, but not better things. We've cleaned up the air, but polluted the soul. We've split the atom, but not our prejudice. We write more, but learn less. We plan more, but accomplish less. We've learned to rush, but not to wait. We have higher incomes, but lower morals. We have more food, but less appeasement. We build more computers to hold more information, to produce more copies than ever, but have less communication. We become long on quantity, but short on quality. These are the times of, excuse me, of fast foods and slow digestion, tall men and short character, steep profits and shallow relationships. These are the times of world peace, but domestic warfare. More leisure, but less fun. 
more kinds of food, but less nutrition. These are the days of two incomes, but more divorce, of fancier houses, but broken homes. These are the days of quick trips, disposable diapers, throwaway morality, one-night stands, overweight bodies, and pills that do everything from cheer to quiet to kill. It is a time when there is much in the show window and nothing in the stockroom. A time when technology has brought this to you and a time when you can choose to either make a difference or just hit delete. So I just think it, I mean, it made an impact on me almost 30 years ago when I read that. Mm -hmm. But it's more true now than ever. We see we're surrounded by it. Mm -hmm. And so it's very interesting. And I, you know, I add a little bit of that too. You know, they have more vaccines, but more death. Mm-hmm. More death than ever. Yeah. They, I mean, we have all these smartphones, but people are really quite dumb. Because yeah. Yeah. I remember times, and I, we've mentioned this before, where when I was in high school, we didn't have cell phones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I remembered all my friends' phone numbers. <laughs> I probably remembered 100 plus phone numbers by heart, not needing a phone book, definitely didn't need a cell phone. And now that I have a cell phone, it does all the work for me. It's made me kind of complacent and lazy, mm-hmm. and I know maybe two other numbers aside from my own. Yeah. And it's like, they're not that smart. Yeah. They make people dumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at social media, and people have a lot of social media, where they have a lot of followers, but not a lot of friends. Yeah. yeah. No followers. Yeah. Friends. Relationships. Yeah. It's emptiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they want the world's approval. Yeah. But... They don't know the world, Mm -hmm. and the world doesn't actually know them. They're viewed through filters. It's not the truth. Have more likes, yet more depression. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. So I I wanted to add to the paradox of our time, just kind of add, because there's so much more you could add to that. But there's some scriptures that kind of coincide with this. So I'm going to have you girls take over from there, and we'll discuss accordingly. But... Cora, what are you going to read for us? So the first chapter I'm going to read, that we're going to read, is 2 Timothy 3. It says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, Brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. But just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses... So these men also oppose the truth. Men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the lo- yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, 
while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scriptures breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Isn't that awesome? Wow. Mm-hmm. Really and it very well coincides mm-hmm. because it talks about the end times and, I mean, the paradox of our time, even though that was written, I don't even know how many years ago. You look at it and we are a selfish, you know, group of people. Mm-hmm. And we only think about ourselves and nobody else anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are worried about masks and vaccines and they're quick to blame the unvaccinated and it's kind of like you should all look in the mirror those of you that got vaccinated because if you're blaming the unvaccinated because mm-hmm. you're coming down with something uh, that means your vaccine didn't work mm-hmm. yeah and if you're going to be angry you should look at the mirror and be angry at yourself for falling for the lies yeah, yeah. that's just kind of an example mm-hmm. um but i mean things are very different from when i was a kid yeah. Um, you had it good. <laughs> I had it good. I mean, I didn't worry about too much, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's very different now, and it's just so evil and disgusting and vile that it's embarrassing to see that our country has fallen. Yeah. So far, so fast. It used to be a beacon of light, and you could see that God was moving mightily. Um, but then, you know, liars and cheaters and thieves and traitors have weaseled their way into what doesn't belong to them at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not their positions, not their fame, not their wealth. Um, And I mean, let's be honest, the Founding Fathers expected politicians to work as volunteers. They were never meant to get paid for any of their positions. They were supposed to hold real jobs. Yeah. And we weren't supposed to pay for the retirement. We shouldn't have to. But anyways, that's a whole other <laughs> thing. I'm going off topic again. <laughs> Darn it. Sorry. Okay. So, Joss and Iz are going to be splitting up one. So, what yep. are you reading? Um, James chapter 4. I'm going to start out with verses 1 through 8. And it says, what, co- what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions, you adulterous people. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Yeah. So, Joss, what do you got for us? I'm going to be reading the rest, which is 9 through 17, maybe? Yeah, 9 through 17. Okay. 
And it says, Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know that tomorrow, what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little, for a little time, and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, "If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that." As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Bonhoeffer talked about that too. Mm-hmm. If you know the right thing to do and refuse to do it, it's going to be counted to you as sin. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to kind of start off our year maybe putting some things into perspective. Because yeah. one of the things that we learned to pray oh, a little while back is if God gives us tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. none of us is guaranteed mm-hmm. another day. We don't know when God's coming back or Jesus is coming back, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to kind of get your priorities straight. Yeah. You know, the paradox of retirement kind of puts things into a smaller perspective, but it's accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know people that have huge houses and there's no kids, there's no other family. It's just one or two people. Yeah. And it's like, why? Yeah. Why? I mean, what? what is the purpose? You know. Yeah, when I was working, um, I was parking this guy who had this huge RV. It was probably one of the nicest RVs I've seen personally. Huge. And it was just him. Yeah. And this was probably a few hundred thousand dollars yeah. for this one rig, but it was just him. Yeah. It's like, that's a lot. I mean, I understand if that's where you live. Right. But that's a lot for one person. (laughs) I mean, it had cameras, like, on all sides. I mean, this was nice. Decked out. (laughs) (laughs) It was decked out. It was fancy. But it's like, that's just for one person. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. And, I mean, people with, you know, there's two people and dogs, they don't even need that much. No. And they're just traveling, just having a good time, and I just... I mean, that was a really nice ride. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't think I could you know, get that for myself. Right. But, I mean, just kind of going with what you were saying, people have these big houses. They have all these boats and toys and all sorts of things. Right. But it's just them. Yeah. Or it's yeah. one other person. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you don't need that. Right. Yeah. I mean, where are your priorities on that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you die, what's going to happen to all of it? Right. It goes up to auction. Or, yeah, or you give it away or someone comes in and takes it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fight over it or something. Well, yeah, I mean, when death is involved, by any means, greed kicks in. I've never seen it quite like that before. Yeah. And I I will happily walk away from any family or friends or anything like that over dealing with 
greed or just, yeah, I don't even want any part of that. Yeah. It's just evil stuff. And I'm like, it's not going to benefit me. Mm-hmm. We've had nothing, and we did pretty well. Yeah. And sometimes we, I know you do, especially Corey, you look around, there's like, there's so much stuff in here. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's a blessing and a curse because... Yeah. I mean, we don't have a lot compared to others, yeah. but we aren't homeless and living out of our suitcases like we were. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of in in between. We have more than enough stuff. Yeah. Do we need it all? No. Yeah. But we know, and we've gone through it, where if we lost everything, we'd be okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just stuff. Our family is more important than stuff. Yeah. And, and we learn that. Yeah. I think another thing is, even from a young age... We learn very quickly the difference between a need and a want. Yeah. yeah. So part of the reason why I sometimes feel suffocating, like there's so much stuff, it's because I know that I don't need all of it. Right. I can walk into my room and thinking, yeah, I can get rid of darn near all of this. Right. Be totally okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I thought about like when I have my own place... It's like, man, it's going to be, like, bare minimum. You walk in, it's like, is this a house? (laughs) (laughs) There's, like, nothing here. No, super like, (laughs) Just, like, the bare necessities because I know that I don't need anything else. Well, I think a lot of what takes up your room, which you may not need it, but I think it's important, is your music stuff and your art stuff. And it does. I have shelves dedicated. (laughs) So I know your old books. Yeah. And your, you know, 100-year-old books, which are... It's nice to just have that because those old books were intelligent. Were intelligent. (laughs) There was no stupidity behind it, and they spoke the truth in a lot of the old history books and you know stuff like that. So it's kind of nice to have those older books because Mm -hmm. we can go back and go, (laughs) yeah, people would throw a tizzy fit if they read this book right now. Yeah, Yeah. big whiny babies. (laughs) I mean, really. You know, yeah. Yeah. that's how pathetic this country has become. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and we're just going to close. Uh, I felt led to do this, too. My girls don't know this, <gasps> but I know it's very twisted. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to just pray over um, our family and our listeners and our country and really the state of this world. Um, I felt like a, a good prayer is important to start off this new year. And I think people need to pray more to God in heaven, Mm -hmm. not to somebody that can't save you. Um, Put your faith and trust in God, not the government, because the government's out to kill you. They don't care about you. Mm -hmm. If you haven't figured that out yet, that's going to be part of my prayer that God wakes you up. Mm -hmm. So we're going to close this out in prayer. And then... um, We'll just wish you all a a happy new year. So here we go. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to do this podcast and to share your word and our stories with people all over the world. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you bring the people to this podcast that you need to have here what needs to be said. Heavenly Father, we're in a new year. And we aren't guaranteed tomorrow, but if we are, we pray, Heavenly Father, that your Holy Spirit would move mightily and swiftly, not only through this town and the state and this country and this world, but to each individual person that listens. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would restore whatever has been taken. 
We pray, Heavenly Father, that you soften hearts and that you give people pure hearts and clear minds. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you open people's eyes and ears to the truth, not the media's idea of truth, and not what these lying supposed scientists are saying, but your truth, Father God. We pray that your truth will permeate through every person that listens to this podcast and through this world. We pray, Heavenly Father, for people to rise up in your holy name and to fight back against evil and the lies and the thieving and the treason that surrounds us. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would deal swiftly and justly with these evil politicians that are stealing and committing treason on a daily basis. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would bring them down to nothing. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that those politicians that feel that they are getting ahead in this game, we pray, Heavenly Father, that they would just destroy each other, that you would confuse their plans. Heavenly Father, your word says, and we declare this over our family and every person that listens, that whatever Satan meant for harm, that God will turn it around for his glory and our good, and that no weapon formed against us or anybody will prosper in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray, Heavenly Father, for the failure of Satan's plans to destroy this country, to rip any more families apart, We pray, Heavenly Father, for boldness for every person out there listening. Give them boldness and courage to stand on faith in your word, Father God, that they won't be afraid. No matter what happens, Lord, give them peace and comfort to know that you will take care of them in Jesus' name. We pray, Heavenly Father, for this year. If you give us the whole year, half the year, whatever it looks like, Lord. We pray that your will will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for each person that listens. And we pray blessings over each individual and their family, that you would meet their every need. And we love you so very much, Father God. And we give you the credit and glory in everything. In Jesus Christ's mighty and holy name, amen. Amen. We thank you for listening. Happy New Year. God bless you all and God bless America.